of faith. Hello, critics, non-critics, and friends. Welcome to the Film Optics Podcast, brought to you by the Drive-In Podcast Network, where we discuss film and TV and all things Hollywood. I'm your host, Christian, and I'm joined by my co-host, Devin. And in this episode, we discuss the king of streaming services' latest limited series, Midnight Mass. And joining us to cover this series is friend of the show, Amanda, from AMX NDA Reviews. How are you guys doing today? Doing good. Happy Thursday. Happy it Thursday. Is Thursday. Yeah. It is ready to go Thursday. to church. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we are Thursday. ready to go to church. Hell yeah. At, at midnight. At midnight. Normal only. thing, right? At midnight. At midnight. Yes. Yes. It's whew. man. Oh man. This. Uh, did, you, did you go to church a lot growing up? Growing up, because I didn't. I did. I did. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, black I'm home. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> Sure. <laughs> I guess. I mean, it. I don't know. I, I feel like it's more of a, a stereotypical thing for black people. It's like, oh, yeah, like you guys go to church, right? And it's like, well, nowadays, I'm not sure. So, so sure if a lot of people do, but I definitely did growing up. I actually didn't did you know, ever go at midnight. Ooh, good question. Mm, only like for Christmas or like it was like Christmas Eve into like Christmas Day, like Christmas Eve service, like at night. It wasn't at midnight, but it was during night. Did you ever have a creepy creepy priest or or reverend like this guy well i cannot <laughs> confirm or not creepy like this guy but <laughs> that's that's a that, story yeah that's another. that's more spotlight territory yeah that, that that's a, sto- a story for another time is that a baked potato behind you Devin? um no that's an essential oil diffuser Ooh. Oh, it's like i like that it, it literally looked like a potato close to a baked potato it looks like it from here, at least. <laughs> Maybe they have a baked potato oil. So scent. Christian's hungry, one hundred percent. I am honestly. <laughs> I can eat some like cookie crisp cereal right now. I got some baked chicken in the oven. It's good stuff. But Amanda, how have you been? Hanging I'm in good. there? Yeah, it's spooky season for you. It is spooky season. It started <laughs> last night, and uh, it I is watched- in the fifties here. i love it so much it's my favorite season um i watched uh the evil dead for the first time last night and is that a Zack snyder film did you no did you watch the original or the remake i watched the sam raimi one in 81 love it yeah it was so good it was so good i'm gonna watch the other two tonight because we gotta we gotta finish things here (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> gotta finish things here in canada eh? you yeah. know this is how we do things <laughs> um yeah it, it is spooky season i'm i'm very excited that it's fall um i'm not super crazy about halloween i mean like I, I i love the fall season you know like everything that comes at football you know we're getting dune in october all this great stuff but i mean like Nowadays, I'm more open to, I guess, the horror things, especially from like the past like few years. So I'm definitely going to be uh, cozying up and watching uh, Bly Manor and yes. Haunting of Hill House yeah. to kind of complete the. Uh... You need to. <laughs> yeah, those are both so great. Yeah, but it's it's Haunting it's of Hill House is probably one of the best seasons of TV I've ever seen. Really? Hell yeah! They're, they're both limited series. Yeah. 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 Okay, they have okay. some of the same actors, but they're not oh, related perfect. in any way. I love that he does that. 
Yeah, I can't get into like American Horror Story though. I was out by like season yeah. three. I was like, nope. <laughs> I tried still, it's still going somehow. It still is. Yeah, it's some crazy, crazy stuff. But uh, before we begin today's show, I wanted to let everyone else out there know that you can listen to this podcast on platforms around the internet. And if you're a new or seasoned listener to the show, we would love to hear from you guys. Follow us on Instagram and Twitter at film optics so are you are you guys ready to kind of get into the nitty-gritty here with uh midnight mass I'm very very excited i mean we we, we have the, the 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 number <laughs> one halloween loving person on this podcast so i guess Ooh. it's fitting but technically did spooky season start now or did it start back when fear street dropped is that what I'm? I mean, I feel like all September is just open. Yeah, yeah. it's open for, season. For some, <laughs> just, yeah. It's open season. I just, ah, oh, man, October is going to be a long month and daylight savings time. Yep, that's what's going to slap us that's, all across the That's page. another thing I'm not too crazy <laughs> about. I mean, I get it. You know, we, we get a nice little extra hour of sleep, but at what cost? At what cost? At what cost? We're, we all suffer. Darkness. Darkness at four or five o'clock in the afternoon. <laughs> Lord, I know. It's good. It's good for people who can't be in sunlight. Yeah, that is very so true. true. Very true. And with that said, we'll be starting our midnight mass review right after this short break. So tell me when you're gonna let me in. I'm a pretty rational guy. Something's happening here. Miraculous time. You're gonna let me in. You're gonna let me in. I think I'm crazy. I mean, what's a little crazy between friends, right? All right, and we are back with our Midnight Mass review. This series is directed and written, I believe, also by Mike Flanagan, written and directed by Michael Flanagan, or however you want to call him. Uh, And the cast is as follows. uh, Raul uh, Aburi, Crystal uh, (laughs) Balance, and Matt uh, Biddle. I think I got those right. I'm I'm going to give myself a nice little... There we go. Actually, that was the wrong one. That's totally (laughs) fine. Um, And the story is as follows. An isolated island community experiences uh, miraculous events and frightening omens after the arrival of a charismatic, uh, mysterious young priest. So very, very interesting. So the way this is going to work for everyone listening out there, we're going to give you our initial reactions. We'll start with our guest, Amanda, go to Devin, and then I'll end with myself. And, you know, we'll get into our initial reactions first. And then when you hear this bad boy, that means we'll be getting into our spoiler section, but that won't be until a few minutes down the road. So you you got, you got some, you know, time (laughs) to kind of just get some first thoughts. And then, you know, this, this is a series that drops, on the 24th. And as of this recording, this will be dropped on the day of its release. So definitely go watch it. Absolutely. You know, if you're, if you're looking to get into the spooky season, just a nice little scare. It is uh, seven hours of goodness, seven hours of goodness, seven hours of holiness, Devin. Yes. (laughs) Holiness. But I'm going to pass the mic over to Amanda so she can give her first initial reactions. Oh boy. You guys are going to hate me. 
to be perfectly honest. Um, I, I already got I, the boo cute, uh, queued up. So it's I, all good. I know, I know. Um, <laughs> I was, I absolutely love Mike Flanagan. I've loved everything he's put out. Dr. Sleep is one of my favorite, favorite films and it is really underrated and I recommend so everyone watch. Exactly. So I want everyone to go watch the director's cut right after they watch The Shining, do a double feature uh, this October. I highly recommend it because he absolutely killed Dr. Sleep. Um, but with Midnight Mass, I was underwhelmed with the entire series. I was waiting for it to get better. Um, and it just didn't stick the landing for me, unfortunately. I really wanted to love it. I, I There were some very, very strong moments, um, you know, creature designs and, and stuff like that. So I just, you know, the commentary didn't always sit well with me. Uh, so, um, yeah, I, I was underwhelmed, my initial reaction. So cue the booing. <sighs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I mean, she said it. I actually, I actually do see where you're coming from, though, because the first few episodes, I was also feeling that same way. It's definitely a slow burn and like mm-hmm. a slow buildup. So I was getting yeah. kind of worried those first few episodes. I was like, all right, we're we're building to something, but I don't really know know what yet. But yeah. then for me, uh, episodes five through seven just mm-hmm. kind of blew me away. Yeah, like that's really where I just kind of fell in love because um, yeah. I loved um, Haunting of Hill House. I thought that was amazing. I thought Blind Manor was a bit of a step down, but still really entertaining. Mm-hmm. And I think this is just kind of really strong stuff from Mike Flanagan. And I love, I've never seen him before, but the guy who played Father Paul, Hamish Linklater. He's so good. He was amazing. Where did he come from? I don't know, but Mike Flanagan was desert. <laughs> <laughs> and it was, it was so weird because I saw him and I just kept thinking he looked exactly like Alex Wolf. An old version of Alex Wolf. Yeah, yeah, like Alex Wolf's dad. I was like, are they not related? <laughs> yeah. Um, as for me, mine kind of echoes Devin's. Uh, I I really did enjoy this. And this is coming from someone who usually, you know, used to be like the scared little kid. Like I used to absolutely hate Halloween growing up. I mean, nowadays it's not that I hate it, it's just I for the holiday itself, I just usually just don't care for just overall. Like, I mean, I get, I get like the whole dressing up and stuff, but it's like, I mean, I see that at Comic-Con and stuff like every single year, but, uh, the, you know, no, no slide of Halloween. It's just not my favorite. Like, like I said before, I love everything fall related, but, uh, going back to uh, my initial thoughts of midnight mass, uh, I, <laughs> I really liked it. Like Devin said, it is a very slow burn, but a lot of like the camera work, um, it, we'll definitely get into later with a lot of like the mysterious creatures, like, honestly it kind of scared the bejesus out of me for a second but like i just kept wanting to watch but like for me when it comes to like slow burns like this like and i i always compare things to game of thrones here on the show so like even with season one of game of game of thrones like it is a very slow burn like but it sets up so much and like that's the kind of content that i like where it's like you know i wasn't really worried about the payoff but like it really had a great like midnight mass had a great payoff with just between all the characters first episode i was trying to figure out what was going on because it kind of was more like an introductory thing but it, it was kind of strange the way they did it because it focused on a character who kind of just um disappears for the rest of the series until the end yeah yeah you, and I you was think like, it's, it's, you think it's centering around a couple of different characters, but then they kind of switch it up after the first episode. Mm-hmm. 
Right. Yeah. Yeah. So it, it really does. Like you think it is one person, but like, honestly, without throughout this entire limited series, it, it seems like there are multiple like main characters because, you know, you follow Riley and you follow, um, Mrs. Green and you kind of follow, uh, Riley's brother and his group of friends and then the priest and, Everyone, everyone, honestly, in a way, just feels like a main character. It doesn't really feel like there is like a number one. Well, I guess you could say towards the end, you can kind of guess who the main characters are or the ones who um, are more center focused towards the end. Well, I didn't want to get into too much spoilers just yet, but <laughs> um, yeah, I just I love the character. It was just it was a nice, steady, slow burn. Only seven episodes was just great. If it was ten episodes, I'd be a little bit worried. But I mean, this is Mike Flanagan, and I do know that you know I haven't seen Haunting the Hill House or Bly Manor yet. Yeah, I'm actually but curious, I, like just to yeah, just what you think having this year your first you're on the you're hopping on the the Flanagan bandwagon Ooh. finally. <laughs> See, and I didn't know he did Doctor Sleep, and I really enjoyed that movie. See? I have done a few. He's done a few movies. Has he's he? really good. I, to, I haven't I, seen the directors of Doctor Sleep, but um, I, I, yeah. I think it's on it, HBO Max. It's so good. And then he did another one called Hush with his wife Kate Siegel, and that's on Netflix. Scared, she's also in this. Yeah, she's also on oh, this. Is she? And in Bly Manor and in Haunting of Hill House, so he uses mm. her a lot. Um, but Hush on Netflix. He also did Oculus with Karen Gillian. Yes, really? Oculus is good too. So he's he's a superstar and we love him. <laughs> okay. He's a horror hero. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, there you go. But yeah, like overall, like it's, I didn't really know. I've never, so like, I think what really sold me on this um, was that, you know, Devin kind of mentioned it for us to have something to like, I guess you can say fill out the, fill out the uh, month of September, but it was a really good pick because I never saw the, um, the trailer at all until after. And I was like, Oh wow. Yeah. Like there's like, yeah, I never saw the trailer. Either. I just heard it for the first time when you played it. So. Yeah. <laughs> it, okay. Yeah. There, dude, I, I watched it. The, the trailer is good. I feel like it does like looking back after seeing it does review like reveal like a little bit like there's one big shocking moment i was like oh i didn't know that was in the trailer um <laughs> but overall like i mean i knew it was coming to netflix you know we just kind of caught wind of it on twitter and i was like oh this sounds interesting let's just watch it and see you know how we like it so at least two-thirds of us like it you know it, it, it is what hey, it is no. hey i acknowledge <laughs> the great things i just did not vibe with it that's it i i'm, I'm just kidding, I'm just kidding. No, i know i know <laughs> i mean especially someone who's about to lose this uh draft here in about mm, 30 minutes yeah. back. <laughs> but, hey hey <laughs> i lost to you in the second round <laughs> that was that was clouds of crazy back close. and forth it was, I was like this is it. insane <laughs> it, was, I loved it. <laughs> it was very stressful <laughs> looking at the number no it's fine but uh was there anything else you guys wanted to touch on before we get into spoilers i feel like that's really where this this entire series shines i kind of just wanted to gauge the religious level of everybody because i know i'm not very religious so i guess i'm just curious as to how that would affect the viewing experience for someone that is mm. um I, I mean, like I, I do consider myself uh, very religious. I mean, it's in the name, obviously. But spoiler alert: I'm Jewish. Uh, no, I'm kidding. <laughs> I'm joking. <laughs> um, but I, 
I mean, it's, and I guess before we get into spoilers, it really just exploits how we've seen time and time and again. And I kind of, I can understand why some people are kind of off putting on faith, not to make this entire conversation about faith or anything, but you know, when this it's kind of like a whole like cult vibe and, you know, hiding behind, you know, the word of God to justify your actions and like, I guess not misinterpreting or twisting the words of the Bible to fit your own narrative and to justify what you're trying to, you know, whatever you're trying to get. That lady was definitely doing some twisting. Bev Keen. Bev Keen. She was so good. The most hated and beloved character, honestly, because I hated her so much, but I was like, okay, I, I think she's like my favorite character because everybody hated her. She was just the number one person that just whew, got underneath my skin. But I'm like, mm. it's like Joffrey in Game of Thrones. Like <laughs> it, you love to hate him. It's it's crazy stuff. No, I just hated him. I don't think anyone. <laughs> I wanted but, that guy dead the second he stepped on screen. <laughs> like I can't. But apparently, he was like a super nice person. Like out of, obviously, like outside of character. I was like, it must be so hard. <laughs> But uh, Amanda, what about like so? How, did this affect your views of you know of your beliefs? Um, I mean, I am religious up to a certain point, but I do question a lot of things, and I think that's what this show does so incredibly well is that it'll it'll give you different perspectives from different people, and that's important. It's not like he's completely like being like anti-Catholic or like like against mm. Catholicism. He's exploring like all of the avenues that go into that. And that's fine. Where like that kind of, I guess misguided is the wrong word. I think structurally what happened with me was that I contemplate those things and those questions about like morality and, and what the Bible says and how people twist those words. The way that I look at it is that it started getting repetitive towards the middle of the series and I was like, we understand everything that these characters are struggling with, but like, where are you taking it? Like, what mm. what is the purpose of this? So I think it's not necessarily what was said structurally is what it like. That's how it bothered me. It was like it wasn't moving anywhere. But I, I you know, we have to question everything, and I think yeah. that's important from a filmmaker's perspective as well. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of heavy, heavy dialogue scenes in here that, yeah, especially with the sheriff. Wait, say that again, Devin? Especially with the sheriff. Yeah, yeah, Yeah. especially with the sheriff. And uh, actually, but before we go any further, I kind of just want to give out the nice little spoiler (laughs) warning. So that, because I feel like we are getting to that territory. So that was your first spoiler warning for everyone out there listening. And this is your second one. So if you haven't seen it, go watch it and come back and listen to the rest of our um, amazing hot takes, I guess you could say. But uh, Devin, sorry, continue. Yeah, I was just bringing up how how cool it was just to see the the perspective of the the sheriff, and I love how he compared it to Joel from um, <sighs> Last of Us. Amen. What he modeled it after. Yeah, you can definitely see that after you, you hear that. Yeah, definitely. Like, oh, the sheriff. The sheriff was probably one of my favorite characters. I mean, I feel like he was given a good amount of screen time overall, mm-hmm. but just everything that 
happened. Like the slow burn just building up to this huge climax. And then, you know, everything on the island. I don't know where they were necessarily located, though. Does anyone know? I believe it was Massachusetts. Was it Massachusetts? Yeah. Okay. Okay. I think so. Yeah, I wasn't entirely it makes, sure. It makes the title a double, double entendre, I guess. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> there <we go. laughs> yeah, that's very true. Um, but yeah, it was, um, you know, w- with the sheriff and everyone, um, just this, this, the overarching story of just hitting that climax. And then obviously, you know, this, this power of God, this, you know, this, this angel that comes, which is clearly this huge, like vampiric, um, monster. Insane. It mm-hmm. was insane. Like, yeah, it's like, okay. Like they're, they're kind of like vampires like they are but they don't have the fangs but so it's like yeah, yeah the, I mean, I the idea of angels has always been kind of scary like some yeah some like historical images of angels yeah pretty terrifying yeah yeah there's, so it's like I, I really don't know like I, it was just really interesting how you know they portray the angel that way and how you know everyone on this it's it's like small town small mind small mind small town i can't remember the actual saying but you know everyone on this small little island i think what was the population like a hundred something probably yeah it was very very small and i was like oh wow okay this isn't just like population like 300 500 i'm pretty sure it was like 127 if i'm not mistaken I was like, oh, wow. So this is like a really big island with not a lot of people. So everybody knows everybody's business. You know, they're literally like secluded in their own world out here. And I was just like, this is like the perfect setup for, you know, for some kind of craziness to happen. But yeah. Oh, dang it. It's Maine. It's not Massachusetts. Oh, is it? <laughs> it, it started with an M. You were it's, close. <laughs> M.A. We're, we're almost fine. there. <laughs> But I wanted to pass the mic over to Amanda to kind of give her um, her spoiler thoughts. I know I've been talking here for a while, but uh, um, it's – I just don't know. I, I don't even know where to begin, to be honest. So I guess I'll <laughs> let the party pooper of the group take it over. <laughs> wow. Um, okay. <laughs> what an intro. Um, <laughs> for me, I think that I've watched enough, like, of supernatural like that television show has played with angels and demons since like the beginning of the 15 seasons that they stayed on television (laughs) so um to actually see a creature design like that and it like be an angel um i thought it was a really really good twist because it looks like a demon basically but as we all know like they're kind of interchangeable because angels can go down and fly into hell and obviously that's who the devil is and like that's what it, that's the whole story so to have the same creature design and have those wings and all of that i thought that was really cool i loved all the blood and and you know it, they did a good job with the blood sometimes the practical effects i was kind yeah, of the, like, a- the aging effects were uh were interesting they were so bad <laughs> i'm not gonna lie the makeup was, and hair uh, yeah. for the older like you could tell that it was a young person playing an older person and i was like <laughs> right you away guys needed to so when it was the priest the older priest that they're like oh he's dead and we, like i come to replace you i originally thought it was like the same you know what i mean like right off the bat i'm like this is the same person <laughs> like, it's the that same did not actor. cross my mind at all i was oh, like oh I, it clicked in i was like this is a young dude 
there's a correlation. <laughs> I was like, this doesn't make sense. Um, but yeah, that's like, it was cool. And then there were a couple of missteps. That's it. The scares were great. Camera work, obviously fantastic. I think that was, uh, that was great. He knows how to build tension and anticipation in the right way, uh, to get those like jump scares and to actually let you breathe in those moments of being terrified. And like that final church scene is just absolutely, Ooh, it was crazy. It reminded me of like the Kingsman church scene, but not as crazy. Okay, it was so like, I haven't not as seen, much going on. I haven't <laughs> seen the Kingsman, but I know of the scene. Oh my god! I, I know. Come I on, know. Christian. You, that's There's hard. a lot of things. I'm, I'm full of surprises. There's a that's, lot of crap. <laughs> that's <horrible. laughs> But yeah, I I do agree with with the camera work. Just with the 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 glowing of the eyes, like mm-hmm. even towards like you know the small build up towards, I would say between episodes like one through like possibly like four. Where, you know, we, we don't, like, obviously we see there's a presence on this island and obviously after a while we know that it can fly. Mm-hmm. But when um, Monsignor Pruitt kind of, like, comes back, you know, we think it's somebody else and he brings, like, this trunk with them and he's like, and Someone it's like, in there. I was like, oh, okay, <laughs> nope. <laughs> I'm like, okay, well, let's keep watching, you know, like, we, we, we got to figure out what's going on here. Um, I, I really like, I love the mystery behind it because it's, I mean, it would have been different if it was like multiple, like angels, I've been like, okay, like where are all these people, like angels coming from, but like the miracles that happen on this Island, it's like, it's crazy. And like, it kind of just, it really just blew my mind, especially with uh, Lisa, like when she, um, when obviously we know what's happening with her and we get a lot of backstory on that. That, we get that was a, such a good scene. He's just yeah. Like, Come get it. Everyone's just like, stop it. Stop she it. was like, oh, I was like, yo, what? Like, there's no way. But that was the scene that was. That's how it. you do it, Dark Phoenix. <laughs> Whoa. 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 This Dark Phoenix. Please. I actually I have to. It has Dang. one of the best Charles and Eric moments in the history of the franchise. Oh, when they're playing chess, like yeah. every other Charles, <laughs> like every favorite. other X Men movie. <laughs> no, but that one was just like a very nice ending. You know, it was. They're not coming back. Anyways, that's a whole yeah. different situation. No, you're totally fine. <laughs> but yeah, the whole thing with Lisa, um, it was uh, wow. I just didn't really believe it because i was like okay how is she able to stand now and you know they're talking about like the phantom leg uh situation with some people who are able to you know recover some of their mobility back but it's very rare but um just the stories and the the everything that was going on but the only thing that kind of that was weird between monsignor pruitt and um the doctor's mother i didn't know they were like a couple unless yeah, I they missed didn't, that. They didn't really I might've missed it too, but they didn't really explain that too much as far as them being like, I guess he's her real dad and she kind of just left him because he wanted to be a priest. Instead. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I, I thought that was a uh, very, very, Cause that is a really interesting dynamic, but they just didn't really go into it too it. much. Yeah. Do you think, do you guys think that, um, like, um, do you guys think seven episodes was perfect for the story? Do you think they could have expanded on it? I guess Wasn't seven like a a big number in the in oh yeah uh, the, theologically yeah 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 yeah, yeah, yeah that is that is very true yeah yeah Pers- that is that is true I think personally I think this would have worked better as a movie 
Really? Because they really stretch certain character backstories that like didn't really have a, any kind of ending sometimes. I, I don't know. Like there's certain characters in the show where I'm like, is there a point to you? And then they like kind of forgot about them. So like, I don't know. I just feel like if it were a movie, I think it would have been tied up a bit better than it was. Uh, I think it could have been condensed into like two hours. Really? Oh, that, that's a bold claim. Okay. Yeah, I'm sorry. <laughs> no, I, hey, don't don't you know? Like your your thoughts are your own. We're not really here to. You know. <laughs> like I like slow burns if it's paced well. If it's not paced well, like if I'm sitting there, like okay, let's let's get it going. Like by the time it's like the third fourth episode, then like I I struggle. But yeah, really, yeah. I thought the pacing was pretty well. Um, the season finale was very. I mean. It was, I mean, it seemed a little bit all over the place because, I mean, there was just a lot going on. But I thought for what it was, I, th- I thought it was a pretty decent ending. Um, I mean, obviously, you know, we, we find out between Riley and, uh, you know, his. The, the Riley his, scene on the boat was. I loved <sighs> it. Killed me, man. I texted you. I was like, holy shit, episode five. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was like, yeah. I'm like, dude, it only gets better. Like, obviously, you know, there's the big church scene and whatnot, but, mm-hmm. you know, everything with, with the slow burn between, you know, Liza and um, the, the the town drunk or the island drunk, I guess you could say. And then you have Riley's uh, family who everyone's obviously dealing, dealing with their own issues. But at the same time, I, I really like how there is like a sense of community on this island. But it, it is very, um, you know, when it comes to like the narrow mindedness, like, oh, like if you don't go to church, it means you're a bad person type situation. But it's like, I mean, it, in some places, like that's that's literally how I guess I would view it as like the old way of thinking of, you know, like, oh, you got to go to church every single Sunday. If you don't, you know, like you're going to go to hell and blah, 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 X, Y and Z. Um, but you, you really see a lot of these characters kind of calling each other out and a lot of religious, um, I guess you could say controversy between the sheriff and his son, you know, wanting to try uh church for, you know, for, for, I mean, they, they live on the Island. So it's mm-hmm. between that and then everything that was happening at the school with, with those situations. And then I think my favorite dialogue scene was with uh, Miss green and Riley when they're talking about like, you know, like what happens after you die like that was like super deep. I'm like, okay, this is getting an entirely new different level for me. But what did, I guess what I wanted to ask you guys was like, you know, what did you think of the dialogue scenes and who, who was like the number one character that kind of stood out, stood out to you guys? I guess we'll start with uh, Amanda. I mean, like the priest, like Pruitt really stood out. He commanded every single scene that he was in. He got everyone pumped when he was saying his sermon. <laughs> um, so like you kind of need, you need that actor to have, um, you know, a level head with the dialogue and then know when to like pick up in certain moments. And I think he really just nailed like fluctuating his energy in how he delivered his dialogue. And, and that's what made you just like listen to what he had to say. And I think that's really important when obviously it's dialogue heavy. So he's like, Clear, clear, clear standout. Um, 
I would literally just start like the episodes and like just wait for him to start talking. <laughs> like I know, like that again. He, he was I, that good. He was yeah. that good. Where it's like I'm. I didn't care about any other character in the show except for him because of how good. I'm not saying that the perf- like the performances were bad, right? But he was the most interesting character. So if you have mm. one interesting character, you it needs like that character needs to bounce off of someone else who's equally as interesting. So I think that's where it was like a misstep for me personally. Oh, okay. See, I thought the character that bounced off Pruitt was, um, my gosh, the, the lady who everybody hated. I'm blanking on it. Bev. Yeah. yeah. I thought that yeah. that was like his. Well, Bev didn't really go against him very. very well, often. not until the very, yeah. Not until the very yeah. end. She, she was just a piece of, oh my gosh. She's special. <laughs> she was but uh it was like between the dialogue that like you, she, you could see that she was kind of like t- like um tightly wound mm-hmm. in a way but it's like i was waiting for her to like snap but like she really did it until like the very end where you know they're they've a they, you know the the church has essentially affected the entire town and talking about that church scene, I feel like we definitely have to bring that up. I wanted to get your guys' thoughts on that because that was like, I don't know, the, between like the mix of like the music that was going on, it was kind of like this weird, like hauntingly beautiful, um, like chorus that was going on in the background. You know, people are essentially, you know, dying and being reborn again. And this, all of this leads up to Easter. And I was like, oh, that's actually a really nice, you know, theme there where, you know, I guess you, I guess we can call them vampires in a way. Cause I mean that to us, that's what it seems like, you know, they're, but they never mentioned it though. Yeah. Yeah. They never mentioned it, but um, I, I wanted to get your, your guys thoughts on that. Was it episode six or five, six? I believe the church, it's six. Six. Yeah. I guess yeah. we'll start with Devin and then bounce over to Amanda. Yeah. Um, that was a crazy scene. Just all around. I just loved how it became like us versus them. I love how the sheriff tried to tried to stand up to the to the angel and didn't didn't really I it was also shocking when the when Father Paul got shot. I was like, holy shit. Yeah. Like because then yeah. you don't really realize that he's gonna just kind of recover from it easily. But in that moment you're like, Oh wow, he just got headshot by uh by the doctor, I believe it was. Yeah, I believe so. I, yeah, I think so. Yeah. But sorry, go, go ahead. I didn't mean to cut you off. But yeah, it's just so cool seeing that the two sides split apart. You got the, I guess you can call them the non-believers, just trying to survive the whole event and trying to stick with each other. And then when they try to escape and and Bev is in the back and she's like, even if you shoot me, it's just five minutes. And then she's just like, all right, five minutes. Bang. <laughs> that's all we need thanks <laughs> i love it how she was like we we have five minutes so like get the hell out of here like right now like it literally crap just like hit the fan but uh amanda what, what are your thoughts um i kind of agree with what Devin was saying i just uh can you run it by me again? Sorry. <laughs> no, no, no. You're like, fine. I was just... Sorry. I just, I saw the, I saw the <laughs> Donkey Kong casting and everything. So There's a Donkey Kong casting? It. Yeah. Oh, you got, okay. Can I, can I tell you like quickly? Yeah. Yeah. It's on your, it's literally on Critics game. It's on your, they're doing oh, Mario see, yeah. movie. I, I'm not tweeting right now. That yeah. I'm sorry. I just got the Mario notification. Movie. I'm so sorry. Yeah. So Chris Pratt's Mario 
Anya Taylor-Joy wow. as Princess Peach, Charlie oh, Day's Luigi, no. Jack Black as Bowser, Seth Rogen as Donkey Kong, he wow. and as uh, Toad. So anyway, sorry, I just got to get this out. But yes, so just no, run, no, a, run no, the question by me again. I'm so sorry. <laughs> no, I just, I just wanted to get your thoughts on the uh, on episode six with the, um, you know, I guess when, when crap hits the fan at the, uh, the church scene. The the church scene, right? We're talking about that. Yeah. Yes, yes, yes. The church scene. Okay. Yes, yes. Um. So yeah, that whole thing. I think he built tension again, like extremely well. You had a group of people that, like, knew what w- maybe what was about to happen. Like they clued in, and then the rest of them were just like taking it voluntarily. They're like, I'm going to believe, and they're blinded by their belief. And I think it was a really powerful moment in the church for that reason. So. Um, it's just, again, six, like we said, from five, six, and seven, those are the episodes that are the strongest. And mm-hmm. I just wish that like we could have gotten that throughout. But that church scene is like, it's so important. It's so pivotal. And um, even having like kids involved where like the parents are like, let's just sacrifice ourselves because <laughs> of God and faith and all of that. So yeah. Um, yeah, I just I think once you get the kids involved and you see the parents and how they've I don't want to say brainwashed. I think that's a terrible word to use right now. <laughs> but I think that it's more like parents condition their children and that doesn't necessarily only mean with religion or like it means with anything that's passed down to them and we also see that like social conditioning which harms them in the long run and then like school kind of opens up their minds. And like social media opens up their minds. So I think that that was a really important thing to add into that church scene during that time. Yeah. It, it was pretty heartbreaking to see, you know, between the kids and the, the parents when you, you had some of the kids kind of just going forward and, or vice versa. And then it, you know, when they, when they become these, these, these other worldly beings, I guess you could say, you know, killing each other and trying to get to the mainland to, you know, quote unquote, spread God's word. And I, I really like how the angel was kind of used sparingly throughout the entire series. Like he wasn't, just I, I was waiting for the moment where he talks. I was like, this fucker's going to have the creepiest voice possible. <laughs> he never did. <laughs> You know what? I I thought that he was going to have, or it was going to have some type of voice other than, you know, just like the whole, whatever, the pterodactyl screen. I can't really do it right now, but the thing was swooping up people left and right. Let me tell you, that was crazy. Like It was even like they had the jump scares too. Like you saw him, like, I I love that he was just standing there at one point. Yeah. And then right before he jumped out, like you had that moment of like, is he going to do it? And then he did it and he still got scared. And you're like, I didn't need that to happen to me. <laughs> it, it was, it, it was very, um, I mean, not like, it, it's not like this kind of like this, you know, rocks my soul where it's like, oh my gosh, like I legit feel creep, creeped out like I did with uh, the night house. Cause that kind of like, whew, that, that, that was a whole nother level. I was like, okay, this is uh crazy but with with uh with with this series i i really felt like it was um i i I really just liked how i I just like the interactions between like the entire town and you know you see uh with liza um talking to her uh i guess not her killer but the person who put her in a wheelchair where i really like the line where she was like you know like you reached through time and took away from you know things for me that 
I've never even had the chance to experience yet. And, yeah. you know, we, we see, um, I, I forgot, I'm just going to call him Frank, but, um, <laughs> <laughs> um, the, uh, the it town drunk, Joe Collie, Joe Collie. Oh, that's okay. right. Such a I sick name totally too. Shit. Yeah. That, oh. that is really nice. Yeah. I like that name. Mm-hmm. Um, I really like, you know, he, he's, he starts to go on this, I, I wouldn't say like a path of like righteousness, but on, you know, a, a better path than, you know, him drinking himself to death and whatnot. And I think that conversation really like opened up his eyes, especially after what happened to his dog. I was like, Ooh, and then he just gets slurped up, <laughs> slipped on. <laughs> oh my God. It was just, even, even like when the angel was like, quote unquote feeding on people. I was like, the I neck felt- cracking and the neck readjustment is, Oh, that was painful. Yes. Oh my God. I know. That Especially was- when Riley had to like fix his neck afterwards. <sighs> yeah. That, that was crazy. Um, but I wanted to kind of just open up to the floor for you guys said, I know I've been chattering on here for a while, but <laughs> I wanted to open up to the floor for you guys. You know, if there's any, uh, any you know comments, questions, concerns, anything you guys wanted to uh, touch on uh, before uh, we get out of here? I guess we'll start with uh, Devin this time. Yeah, I just wanted to. Uh, one scene that also stood out to me with with Sheriff Hassan was his monologue on on nine eleven and how that affected him. I thought that was like really powerful. Just hearing that perspective, especially for a, a someone in the in the police force, like I can imagine being around that time and being becoming a sheriff. Having to deal with all of that. Thought that yeah. was a close perspective, though. Yeah, I, I really liked that perspective. It was crazy, like the way how and like after even after that speech, he was like, I mean, he, you kind of saw it with him and Bev, like he he was right because you know after especially after everything that happened with nine eleven, like mm-hmm. especially you know here in the states, it was um it was very sensitive for a while, and you know people started to. Like, I like how he was like, yeah, you know, like they brought more of us in and then they realized there was like, oh, like too much of us. And they thought, oh, you know, maybe this is another attack. And it's like, it just kind of broke my heart. It was, it was crazy. Um, Well, I wanted to pass back over to Amanda. Um, If there was anything you wanted to touch on that you haven't had a chance to yet. Um, What I actually really love that they did, it kind of looked like the apocalypse at the end of the series. And what I, what I did enjoy was the fact that it led up to that. Um, I just think that they could have, the way they did it, they didn't really like allude to the fact that that was happening. Right. So I just think that maybe they could have like built that up in like previous episodes, kind of like drop it. They're like, this is the end of the world. And like, they did it at the end of it. So it, it was a nice tie in. I get it, but I feel like it was too many things that they were trying to build up for like, only seven episodes but it would look it looked really cool that's all i'm gonna say <laughs> for that it looked cool yeah yeah no the series finale it was it was literally just like it, it was it was interesting how they, they you know the way that they try to to quote unquote convert everyone and trying to say oh you know like the first you know first time around god you know um destroy the world with flood, you know, and, you know, next time it's going to be fire. And they literally, you know, Bev kind of just lit up the place, but I really wanted to give a shout out to Riley's mom um, and his parents throughout the entire um, series. Uh, especially- yeah, they surprised me at the end with how they kind of <laughs> yeah. didn't 
didn't follow everyone else. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it was, it was more so restraint, you know, just the whole like, oh, like I'm so hungry for blood type situation and, and the conversation that Riley's mom had with Bev about, you know, like, can, like, is it really possible or like, you know, it doesn't really bug you that, you know, God loves everybody the same and things of that nature and was not expecting that knife, uh, that knife gash, by the way. I was like, I oh, know. oh my gosh. Like, <laughs> like you know. But I was like, oh, it's like, a, is that knife for me? She's like, oh, no, it's not for you. I didn't think it was going to be for her, like herself. I thought she was just going to lie about it or like drop it or something. I was like, oh. And then that was like, oh, Jesus. Like, it was crazy. I don't know. Insane, insane stuff. But I really like, I kind of guessed towards the end um, about Liza and Riley's brother were going to survive because it's like, I mean, of course the kids are going to survive. But, you know, after everything is over with, you know, their the entire, uh, I guess you can call them a cult, you know, they, they can't survive in sunlight after we saw what happened to Riley, just birthed himself to a crisp, which I really liked how he kind of refrained himself. And he's like, you know, I brought myself out here to, you know, so you could see and that I have nowhere to run type situation because everything that was happening with him and his uh, uh, drunk driving and, you know, killing that, um, that girl, that was actually really creepy for a second. Like I knew it was going to happen every single night when we went to bed. Get used to that. But, like, <laughs> you're going to watch, watch the other series. Get used to that one. It's a Mike Flanagan yeah. oh, favorite. Sure. But see, like, <laughs> it's so good. But see, like I love that. And I, th- I thought they were going to like continuously explore that aspect throughout the episodes too. Mm. Um, Cause I love that. I love that you were like bookend, like it was a bookend to the episodes that way to see that girl like randomly. Um, and that we were going to deal with that, you know, that accident, you know, and we kind of didn't in the way that I would have maybe liked to, but that's just me nitpicking. (laughs) No, no. And that's totally fair. I mean, I do feel like in some ways they definitely could have, I mean, like they definitely touch on it, but it's like, it was kind of just like, okay, you know, we're going to bring in Riley's brother, uh, you know, Riley's brother. Then we're going to introduce Riley and have all that. Like it kind of felt like, Episode one, I mean, it was a nice setup, but it did feel a little bit different from the rest of the episodes mm. because of what happened with Riley. Because at some point, I thought they were going to kind of touch on that a little bit more. Like, people obviously mentioned it throughout the series. And he's just kind of, the, you know, just a leaf blown in the wind. Like, you know, he was in jail for, what, I think four or five years, something of that nature. And, like, obviously, it changed him, you know, his faith and everything. Yeah. And he kind of just... Like he, he he does become a likable character, but then he gets nicked. <laughs> I, I like, know. That, like, <laughs> uh, I was like, well, I guess Holly's sister. Yeah. <laughs> seriously, the in uh, that the kind of I I the, the dialogue between Pruitt and um Riley. You know when he's um, when Pruitt offers to have his AA meetings on the island instead of him going back and forth to the ferry. I'm like, yo, dude, that's like a long trip. That's like a day and a half. It's some crazy stuff. I think they're about 30 miles offshore from the mainland. But um, mm-hmm. it, it was it was just really interesting because I I didn't know where they were going to go after Riley died. Like, who was going to be the main focus? And it ended up being multiple characters. And I think it worked pretty well. More so Miss Green. I feel like she kind of carried the torch over from Riley, but overall, I, I just thought it was a really great series. Um, you know, 
had small little issues here and there. Um, Liza is officially crippled now again because, like, I think it was like the last line. Yeah, that was a strange last line. She's like, I can't feel my legs. <laughs> I was like, I didn't really think about like, oh yeah, I guess she would be, you know, um, disabled again, like this immobile. I mean, so I thought that was pretty interesting. But um, I, you know, I think we've been talking here for a while. I don't want to take up our guest's time too much. I know she has other movies to watch and whatnot, and we have other stuff to do as well. But let's go around the uh, the show really quick. Give our um, our quick final thoughts, and then go ahead and give your um, your ratings. And I guess we'll start with Devin, then we'll do Amanda, and then I'll and I'll cap it off. Yeah, like I mentioned before, um, I loved Haunting of Hill House. Didn't love Blind Manor as much, but I still enjoyed it. And I think this kind of picks back up. I'm going to go with a an A- minus in that range. Because like I said, the um, first few episodes are definitely a bit slower. It just takes a little bit getting into the story. But then those last three just kind of really made up for it for me. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. And what, what what's your rating? A-. minus. Oh, I'm sorry. Jeez, man. I'm all over the place today. I'm so sorry, y'all. Work was crazy. Anyway, um, Amanda, we'll pass it over to you. Uh, give your final thoughts and your score. Yeah. Um, well, I love Haunting of Hill House. I love Bly Manor. And I know that like Bly Manor is a step down from Haunting of Hill House. But this just didn't get there for me. Like, I, I'm going to base off like the scares and all of that. Like, I feel like this was different than what he's normally done and i would have wanted it to be a bit scarier i i think that's why i was <laughs> i was kind of disappointed i'm like why am i not getting scared like <laughs> i want to get scared so um i'm sitting at like a a b minus for me all right that's as low um, as you can go no i'm kidding <laughs> i mean it's the truth because if I, I but even for myself if i gave it a c i'd be lying to myself so <laughs> i'm gonna i'm gonna go with a b minus I actually thought you were going to go with like a C or C plus. I'm not going to lie because, yes. because so, well, the, the way that you like said it on Twitter and stuff, I was like, Oh, sounds like she really didn't like it. I was that, like, that just shows like you how good the, the first two seasons are. Or I guess yes. the first two series. Exactly. So are, are that they high of a, they have that high of a praise. Like, yeah, it's, it's excellent work. Like are, I didn't are they see... connected or are they just, it's just one after another. just the same. They're not really connected, just similar actors. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I'm I'm definitely gonna watch them. Um th- that is probably on my docket. I have so much TV to catch up on, y'all. It is <laughs> so but it is spooky season, so it is, but I gotta finish up on Titans. I mean, that's scary enough. So yeah, that's not the good scary <laughs> though. Because it, it's good. Oh no! Actually, no it, it is good. So I, I am a few episodes behind. Like I've been getting a lot of the screeners. It's just I haven't had time to sit down and watch them. And like I need to go back and rewatch a few episodes anyway. So I'm like, well, the episodes that I want to watch on HBO Max are there, so I can just watch them there without the watermark and all that stuff. So I need to catch up on that. Um, I want to review Lock and Key season two, but I need to finish season one first. And we got scenes of a marriage Woo. episode two. And Ted Lasso wrapping up this uh this week. So yeah. uh, that and of course Bly Manor and uh Haunting of Hill House. I definitely want to start those off. Um hopefully, probably like as soon as October hits. I don't know. We'll we'll see. Just I just have a lot of TV and stuff to watch. So a lot of stuff I want to watch, I still have enough time to watch it. But I guess that's just the name of the game, you know. 
So we have a A minus from Devin and then a B minus from Amanda. Is that what she said? Yeah, it's a B minus. Well, I mean, you know, it's still pretty good. It's still, I mean, it's not an A, but no, I'm kidding. <laughs> it's like, look, mom, dad, I got a B plus. Ooh, you couldn't get an A? Mm, hey, not have gotten you know that A. Times I've had that conversation. <laughs> <laughs> um, for me, I'm I'm pretty much in the same camp as uh, Devin. I'm I'm giving this an A minus. Like it is, it is so dang near perfect. Like a ten out of ten. But you know, no uh, series or movies without its issues. But I mean, this is something I I can definitely see myself rewatching every spooky season, um, for honestly for like years to come. And this is something I would definitely recommend to people to watch if they are looking for something new. Uh, those who are into horror, of course, but um, definitely adding it to my list. Um, it's it's I, I really just enjoyed the dialogue, you know, the conversations they had. It really does make you think about a lot of things and just. Um, you know, the, the characters, you know, the, the connections you kind of make make with them throughout this journey. And it's, and you know, until crap hits the fan, it's just, whew, man, oh man, does crap hit the fan. It's insane. But yeah, for me, it's definitely going to be an A- minus as well. So that pretty much wraps up our review of Matt, uh, not Mass Midnight. Wow. I'm thinking of, <laughs> I'm thinking of the movie Mass because, my gosh, this concludes our... Our review of Midnight Mass. Again, you can find this on Netflix. Seven episodes. Each episode runs about a little bit over an hour, sometimes like an hour, five, seven minutes. So, like, they definitely give you, you know, a lot of time between each episode um, themselves. But I wanted to go around the podcast really quick before we close out and give a chance for Amanda to let everyone know where, she can, where people can find her on the internet and what is coming up on her channel uh um my gosh not channel website there we go <laughs> you're doing great <laughs> thanks <laughs> but yeah this was so much fun guys uh you know i love coming on and talking about everything with you guys so uh you guys can find me over at amx nda reviews on twitter instagram and letterbox and my website candidxcinema.com i have my full tiff coverage there and uh yeah, I can imagine a lot of people are that. Like I said, that sounds, Ooh, it sounds like a lot of work. Like yeah. if, if Devin and I ever were to cover a film festival, it would just, it, it would have to be in podcast form. <laughs> I could not write that much. I mean, I do write for websites, but I couldn't write that much. I, <laughs> See, I'm the opposite because now I have to record everything and I'm just sitting here like, I don't want to edit. <laughs> I'm like, that's where I'm at. So I'm like, oh, Lord. Yeah. I for, Yeah, the editing process for me is more, I guess, therapeutic sometimes. But, mm-hmm. you know, a podcast is nothing unless you got nothing to say. So it's, it's, all, it's all about that as well. So I feel like there's drawbacks to both. It just depends on what kind of medium people like to. But for videos, yes, that is... 10 times harder i feel like sometimes because you know there's a lot of stuff you gotta learn in order just to get to that point but yeah i guess everyone just just has their has their own poison (laughs) i guess here but um what is coming up on the pod Devin? i don't even know my gosh oh we have our venom 2 venom 2 
Uh, I mean, unfortunately. Anyway. Ooh, yay, <laughs> Venom 2. Yay, Venom <laughs> Well, I've- so since this is coming out, since this is dropping on a Friday, you can actually check out our Marvel's What If Episode 7 review that dropped on the 22nd. And you can check out our Dear Evan Hansen review that will be dropping on September 27th. That is on a Monday. And then the following Monday, we're going to be having our Venom 2 um, coverage on October 4th. Uh, Amanda, I know you're somewhat whatever crazy about this movie for whatever reason. No, I'm, kidding. <laughs> I'm kidding. I love it so much. <laughs> but, you know, if, if you know, we, we'd love to have you back on if you're you know, not too busy. I know everyone. <laughs> it's been crazy for everyone lately. Like, it really has. Like, everyone coming out TIFF and just getting ready for the October, the crazy month of October. It's just, so super there's like, long. There's literally like five movies dropping every Friday. Every <laughs> single Friday. Yeah. It's like, how the hell do we even keep up with anything? Like, I honestly don't know. We just, you know, let our day jobs suffer. And <laughs> no. yeah, honestly. But yeah, it's, it's crazy stuff. So yeah, that's pretty much everything that's coming up on the podcast. Also, if you haven't checked out, our review of Star Wars Visions. Uh, definitely check that out here on the podcast. And we also uh, give our thoughts about the Emmys. Uh, really quick, uh, Amanda, what did you think about Alexander Hamilton nope. winning? Nope. It's what, 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 so It yeah. is. I keep yeah. telling Devin, it's the best of both worlds. There we go. I, I literally, I don't know how this thing got nominated for an Oscar and it got nominated for an Emmy in the same year. That makes zero sense to me. I, any Hamilton nomination because it's literally a stage musical. It's media fluid. It's media. Hey, I'm I saying can. the Disney Plus version is nah. technically stitched between three different performances. I cannot. I <laughs> Alexander Hamilton for the win, baby. <laughs> no. But Ted Lasso won. Yes. Ted Lasso won. So that's all that matters. Yeah. I think they won eight out of 20 nominations, I believe Ooh. it was. Was actually it's really really good, but of course the crown beat them by a few. But that's honestly still very very good for them. Very sad that that show is going to be um, ending here soon. So that's 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 uh, that's something I guess. But uh, yeah, that pretty much concludes today's video. And let me close this out here. We'll see you guys later on. Have a good weekend, everyone. Definitely check out Midnight Mass and. Everything else is coming to Netflix. I think they have their whole Tadum thing that's going on. Um, so yeah. there's also that. But man, oh man, and we have DC fandom also in October. So uh, <laughs> fun, fun stuff. But let's get out of here for today. And that's a wrap for today. Thank you all for listening. And if you enjoy the show, leave us a five-star rating and review on Apple Podcasts and follow us on Twitter and Instagram to stay in the know. That was Devin. My name is Christian and we'll see you guys next time.